Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now for our story. As Bill Meade drove to the Discary farm this afternoon, he was thinking of a talk he'd just had with Aunt Mary Lane. They'd been discussing the problem of Mario Discary's unreasonable jealousy of his wife, Carla. Mario believed she and Bill were deceiving him, and Aunt Mary hoped Bill might convince the quick-tempered young man his suspicions were unfounded. Carla was deeply in love with her husband, but lately the stormy scenes they'd had... Mario's accusations and violence had transformed her from a cheerful, healthy young woman to a listless, frightened one. For Carla's sake, Aunt Mary said, Bill must try to straighten things out immediately. Neither of them realized what had happened at the Discary home less than an hour ago. They had no way of knowing that Bill's arrival might be too late. Now Bill turns into the driveway of the rambling old farmhouse. Anybody home? Hey, you got company. Well, the car's out there. Wonder where they can be. Hello? Good Lord. Shocked, Bill stared down at Carla Descari's motionless body. One arm was flung up as if to shield herself from a blow. Her face was dead white and there was a dark blue bruise on her temple. Only a half hour ago, Bill left Aunt Mary's house, confident and hopeful that he could change Mary Descari's attitude. Aunt Mary had watched his car driving away. He was still at the window when her son Randy had come into the room from outside. Hi, Mom. You daydreaming there at the window? In a way, Randy. Good. I'd much rather have you do that than waste your time mending my socks. I see you've been at it again. Randy Lane. (laughs) I'd like to know how I could spend my time better than looking after my son. You ought to relax more. Read or go visiting or just sit and rest. But I don't rest when I'm idle. I'm much happier when I'm busy doing something. It's just a question of habit, Mom. I'm going to teach you how to be lazy. It's a talent I picked up in my youth. Now I excel at it. Why, that's not so, Randy. You're not a bit lazy. You never have been. Oh, I don't know. Oh, you know very well. You're just like me. If you're having some work to do, you get restless. (laughs) Come to think of it, you've got that restless look in your eyes right now. (laughs) Just can't fool you, can I? You know me too well. Well, I ought to, after all. Now, don't say it. Wait a minute. Slow (laughs) down there. I'm beginning to be sensitive about my age. (laughs) You're not grown up yet, regardless of your old age. That's just what I mean. I'm too young. Too young? Mm Mm-hmm. 
can't compete with the more stable, mature masculine element. Whatever are you talking about? Well, there's a certain blonde young woman here, Voss. Quite a charming bit of baggage she is, too. Are you by any chance referring to Lily Devon? Uh-huh. Darn it. Well, now, that's not very nice, calling Lily a, a baggage. That's <laughs> a term of endearment. Oh, I see. Apparently, I'm not up to date. When I was your age... When you we... were my age, Mrs. Lane, a bit of baggage meant just what it does now, a minx. An adorable but tormenting bit of femininity. Mm-hmm. I've never found Lily to be a tormenting sort of person. Huh. You never tried to make a date with her and got brushed off for an old duffer named David Bowman, either. Oh. So that's what you meant about your age. Wendy, you ought to be ashamed. David's no old duffer, as you say. Well, whether he is or not, Lily definitely prefers his company to mine. Oh. You're imagining things. No, honestly, Ma. Last time I called her, she was just awfully sorry, she said, but she was going to dinner with Mr. Bowman. And before that, it was the supper club opening. He dated her that night, too, you remember. Well, I'm not going to sympathize with you on that score. It's your own fault. Well, because I didn't make the date three weeks in advance? How was I to know I had a rival? Randy, that's silly. David Bowman's no rival to you. Well, whatever you want to call him, he's certainly spoiling my thunder. You're being very foolish. Lily's fond of David. Yeah, yes, I bet but... she is. He's too darn fond of him, if you ask me. You don't understand, son. David represents something to Lily. Something she's always wanted, I believe. Security. A stable, mature friendship. Yeah. Well, I told you before, Mom. I can't compete with all this stability and security. Me, I'm just a guy who likes to have a good laugh once in a while. Lily wants to sit around and discuss the wherefores and whys of life with David. She's welcome to. Lily enjoys David's companionship a great deal, Randy. But that certainly doesn't mean you have nothing to offer her. Well, I'll tell you this. Mrs. Lane's little boy doesn't stand around indefinitely, offering the hand of friendship and being brushed off for the town banker. Well, Randy, you sound as if you're actually provoked. Well. Surely you don't blame David for being kind to Lily. Blame David? No, of course not. David's been almost a dad to this family. <laughs> well, guess my nose is a little out of joint. Two refusals in a row now. Well, you mustn't let that bother you. Faint heart, you know. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. But seriously, Mom, I guess I'm kind of a funny guy. I don't go for this cat and mouse business. If I like a gal, I don't want to be cagey about it, and I don't want her to be either. No, oh, that's fair enough, Randy. It's tough enough for people to get along, even when everybody's on the up and up without complicating things. Yeah. Human relationships are, are very delicately balanced. All we can do is try to understand the other fellow the best we know how. And sometimes, as Bill and I were saying a little while ago, sometimes, well, it isn't always easy to do. People like Ben Calvert, Mario. Well, their reactions are a little unexpected, to say the least. Yeah. Say, um, come to think of it, anything new on the Discarry front? Well, Bill went over there this afternoon to have a talk with Mario, as you suggested. Oh, Fine. Mm -hmm. Well, if Bill can manage to keep Mario from losing his temper, he might succeed in getting this ironed out. I hope neither of them lose their tempers. Ne what do you mean? Bill hasn't got a temper so far as I know. No, he hasn't. But he's begun to feel rather cross with Mario. And... Well, I can't say I blame him at that. Well, a guy's absolutely innocent. It's not nice to be accused of wife-stealing. It's bound to rile him. Mm-hmm. Although I don't think Bill minds so much for himself. He's thinking of Peggy. 
And, of course, Bill's awfully fond of Carla, as we all are. Yeah. Well, it served Molly all right if Carla just up and left it. Oh, she'd never do that, Randy. She's too much in love with Mario. Then he's luckier than he deserves. And yet, basically, Mario's a very fine boy. He has so many fine qualities. It's too bad he's not the sort of a person who reasons things out. He acts more or less by instinct most of the time. Yeah. Of course, Mom, it looks to me as if there's something fishy about the stories about Bill and Carla. I mean, how the stories got started. It's almost as if they were planned. Planned to have just the effect they had. I know it, Randy. I know it. I've been thinking... Well, that's all right. Sit still, Mom. I'll get her. Hello. Oh, yeah, Bill. We were just... A... What? Oh, well, sure, Bill. Yeah, Mom's right here. Hold on a minute. Mom, Bill wants to talk to you. Thanks, Randy. He sounds upset. Oh, dear. Here. Thanks. Hello, Bill. Why, yes, I think so, but... Oh, Bill. Is it serious? Yes, yes, of course. Right away, Bill. Goodbye. What's up, Mom? I don't know, Andy. Bill sounds terribly disturbed. Well, where is he? What's happened? He's still at the Discarries. He wants us to go over there right away. But didn't he say why? He just said to come at once. He said that there'd been some trouble. Worried, Aunt Mary went to get her coat. And at the Discarry farmhouse, Bill Mead looked anxiously at Carla Discarry's still body. She looked pitifully small and defenseless. The bruise on her temple was darkening. He'd covered her with a blanket. He hadn't dared move her. If only he could be sure she was breathing. But she was so still. Numbly, Bill looked down at her. Was she only unconscious, or... But Bill couldn't finish that question. 